slap. I just don't take crap, is I believe uh, the <laughs> Simpson version of it. Remember the glove slap, man? No. <laughs> yeah. I think there's an episode. It's the later years of the Simpsons. Not not the current iteration there, but, you know, in the early aughts, maybe towards the 2010s, uh, Homer learns the power of glove-slapping people, like challenge th- challenging them to a duel. I do remember, yes. He goes around... <laughs> Glove slapping everyone to the song "Glove Slap," but is really like by love the end, shame. he's just like walking down the uh, the line to catch out at <laughs> yes. like, the, at, like the grocery store. He's just like slapping everybody in the face. Yes, everybody. And then one fella accepts his challenge, and the episode goes haywire. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's classic Simpsons, man. We all learned a lot that day. Yeah. Well, you can't just go around. Yeah. Challenging people to duels. Yeah, eventually you find a guy that loves dueling. Maybe our society would be a bit tougher if we had more duels going on or duel challenging happening. Yeah, we should go back to that. Wasn't it like Hamilton like killed a guy in a duel and then like went back to work? It was Hamilton in, in the and... Congress. <laughs> yeah, it was Hamilton and another fella, and they dueled. Yeah, this is like two hundred years ago or so, right? <laughs> yeah, real man. That's how you settle a difference. I tell you what. <laughs> Joe Biden, this prosecutor, uh, he says you're old. You say you're not. Y'all get one shot. Yes. <laughs> well, we know Biden would lose. He can't make it 10 steps without stumbling. I was just thinking that, but dude, 10 steps, turn around. You're not expecting that guy to just fall on his face. You right. shoot. You, you're, you're, you missed. You're hitting you nothing. Fell. And then all of a sudden, Joe scrambles to the side, grabs the wooden barrel with the rusty <laughs> razor blade. <laughs> Gets that rusty, rusty razor blade off the barrel. And he's, he's, on you like, he's on you like a rat on some cheese, man. It's insane. Well, God help you if there's a bike lock around. He'll just grab that chain and wrap it <laughs> around his fist. And goodbye, Corn Pop. We all know how this story goes. Yeah. Remember those bad dudes that were swimming in the pool? <laughs> Is that... I actually, I, I'll be honest, I don't even remember the original story or why he brought up the, the, cor- <laughs> the barrel with the rusty razor blade. Was this during the debates? Uh, this was during his first campaign. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm, I'm mixing two stories because there was the story of the bad dude at the swimming pool <laughs> where, he, where he wrapped that chain around his fist. You know, I had to look up a doozy about Joe Biden yesterday. It really had me laughing. It this was during I think the the 2020 campaign, and he was doing a podcast with a black gentleman, and he that's where he said the famous line, "If you uh, if you vote for Donald Trump, then you ain't black." Yeah, that was Charlemagne the God. Yes, yeah, Charlemagne the God. Yeah. <laughs> What a stupid name. I had to rewatch that clip, man. I couldn't believe it was real. It's crazy. It's not like the situation where Trump told everyone to drink bleach. No, Biden actually said, you ain't black. It's really crazy to listen to him repeat it. Oh, and uh, then won the election with overwhelming black support. I know. Uh, it's pretty crazy stuff. I don't think he's going to get it this time around, but... And say um, what you want about Trump, dude. Uh, Biden legitimately bragged about his relationship with a former KKK member, quote, former, quote-unquote. Is this, 
recent? No, this is a while back, right? Nah, remember his buddy that died? <laughs> I don't know. The it's... guy that was like 90 years old and he was a racist. He like literally like bragged about hanging black people back in the day. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, when you're a guy like Joe Biden and you've been in politics for his entire your entire life, right? <laughs> you get to know a lot of people from back in the old days. Yeah, you're right. Back in the uh, the slave days, if you will. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, we have our own issue with the racial politics here in Colorado. I don't know if I sent you the article or not. It was in our Denver Westward, and I am in the cannabis industry, so I'm frequently checking out anything you know that's happening around town. And Westward had. This <clears throat> fantastic article, I thought it was perfect for our celebratory uh, month of black history here, where uh, <laughs> marijuana social equity bill faces uphill climb. And right underneath it, it goes uh, with a subtitle of Colorado's marijuana social equity program is quote-unquote not working, according to a business yeah. owner who helped create it. And uh, apparently uh, they have dished out almost no licenses based on these new equity programs. And the whole thing is a bust. And the person they interview, who's the one of the individuals behind shepherding these programs uh, for the you know equity stuff in Denver, um, she's basically saying she's getting no help from the government. And they're actually kind of not following through on their promises. <clears throat> It's starting to seem to me like when it comes to the Democrats, it's a whole lot of promises. But then when it comes to actually getting the action, nothing happens, man. So, you know, they promised all this equity stuff. But in reality, like you get the fancy headlines, you know, and, and they interview oh, yeah. all the Imbram X Kendi's out there. But then give it a couple of years and you end up seeing these obscure articles in localized newspapers where it's like, actually, all that money, the millions of dollars we threw at the diversity, equity and inclusion programs to kickstart the marijuana businesses for black uh, business owners, it failed. And we're just not going to yeah, talk about time. it. Yeah, we're going to dust it under the rug. And we just blew a shit ton of money. Sorry, but not sorry. That ended up in the pockets of white men. Yes. No, the, the article is incredible. If you read it, it's the programs were put in place to pr quite literally help people who were disenfranchised or maybe even incarcerated uh, previously for marijuana possession. You know, it was very specific. And then on top of that, especially people of color or one of the, you know, spectrum of minority groups that we love to praise. And so <clears throat> none of these people had the additional funds to actually start a business because here's the genius of Denver, Colorado. It doesn't matter what skin color you are. Jared Polis made it impossible to start a business in the States. So you, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. you literally have to be a gajillionaire to even think of starting a business in Denver. It doesn't matter what race you are. Plus, starting a business is hard. Yes. It's not for everybody. And especially Black starting a marijuana business in Colorado during a three-year-long recession, it's not, you know, you don't have a lot of good chances on your side there. And, and mostly right now, you got the big corporations dominating the field because they can, you know, take the losses and ride the wave. Yeah, this is such a stupid plan. Well, it, it was a stupid plan. It was a bunch of baloney, and they clearly put it out there and put in all these 
bills and everything just to get votes. Yeah, no, black people, you are no different than the homeless people. They cannot solve your problems. Otherwise, you'll quickly become a Republican. Yes. <laughs> and they won't <laughs> if have they actually get you a good job and you're making money and you're not living in a shitty neighborhood, you know what happens? You start to vote Republican. It's wild They need stuff, to keep man. you poor. Yes. Yeah, and just not only that, they f- you were swindled here, all right? They said, yeah, we'll give you 10 grand if you're black. Come and open a dispensary. Ooh, but actually all the dispensaries are closing because we're oversaturated, so your business will fail. And the in license costs 250000 yes. yes. So we'll give you the 10. Just come up with the other $240,000. You need at least a million to open a dispensary at this point here in Colorado. Oh, yeah, sure. Man, it's, it's a total joke. It, the whole thing was for the headlines $10, and to grab the votes. Yeah. If for, well, if you're black and you want to move to Colorado and you're like, wow, they'll give me 10 grand to open a dispensary? Hell yeah, here I come. And then you realize that it's a drop in the bucket, man. Like you, <laughs> you got no chance, and it doesn't even matter because again, the market is so oversaturated. Your business will inevitably close within a short amount of time because you cannot compete with the prices being offered by these mega corporations. Yeah, I can't wait for them to take over Illinois and these prices start going down. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, it'll never happen there because of how corrupt your politicians are. So corrupt, the whole fucking thing. Everything here. You know what, though? I gotta say, a tear came to my eye yesterday, and it's from Chicago. In this mad, crazy world, it is quite refreshing to get a little little culture and a little neighborhood community out of the, you know, burnt ashes of Chicago and what used to be... um, (laughs) Folks, many of you who are not from the Chicagoland area or Polish probably aren't aware that one of the biggest holidays in, uh, of the year just occurred, Poonchki Day. That's right. You heard it here first. Poonchki Day. What's a Poonchki, you may be asking? Well, a Poonchki is basically a stuffed donut with a bunch of cream and glaze, and it's, it's absolutely delicious and covered uh, in powdered they sugar. It with cream and fruit. Like with strawberries. Well, I've seen various different versions, and then you know, purists out there will claim certain versions are not actually a true poonchki. You can't really <laughs> claim the name of poonchki. If you're wondering how to spell and or pronounce poonchki, the answer is there is no right way. Just go with it. The, the answer is you're correct. Yes. Did Just you say spell it? Say it. You're right. Did you say poonchki? That's right. Poonchki. Um, so, Poonchki Day happened in Chicago. It's on Fat Tuesday every year. It is a huge <laughs> And anybody Poonchki who says we're a racist country, come to Chicago on Fat Tuesday. You got Chinese. You got black. You got everybody on the spectrum, Latinos. Everybody going for this Polish dessert. You are psycho, bro, because this clip I got from local Channel 7 News there, they uh, go to a local shop that's been doing this for generations, and they interview all these people in line. <laughs> And I'm you. You nailed it, dude. Black, Latino, Chinese, Latino, every Asian everybody. you could think of, like every gender, somewhere in the middle. Man, they interviewed all these people, and they all just were together because it's a Chicago tradition, man. And is there anything more American than Poonchki Day? Is there anything more Chicago? We're gonna have a whole holiday. You guys are worried about gays having a month. We just want one day where we can stuff our face with donuts. <laughs> Donuts filled with cream. You know what I mean? 
It's so good. Uh, so this clip. <laughs> no, 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 it was so funny. She was trying to tell me to eat one. I don't like her. I don't really like them. But she's like, uh, no, these were really good. The only thing is I had to cut it open and I took out the cream and the strawberries. I was like, so you just ate a plain donut. It's basically a <laughs> sugar-covered half donut. It's a half a donut. Yeah. You cut out the middle of the donut. Um, <laughs> we're not doing it justice. I have a... Very heartfelt, very enjoyable clip uh, to enlighten and brighten everyone's day. Uh, happy Fat Tuesday, Ash Wednesday, Punchki Day, however you're celebrating. Do it with the neighbors, do it with the community and the family. In what's become a major food event for Chicagoans each year, customers lined up at 3.15 this morning, even before the bakery opened. Uh, 315 Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we take our punchki serious. These lines, you know these lines are wrapped around the block. I saw so many different clips of it, man. Not a lot of things will get a Chicago in out of bed at 315 in the morning. <laughs> the promise of a punchki? <laughs> Definitely will. To get their hands on these tasty treats. It's Punchki Day at Weber's Bakery. <laughs> oh, it's a tradition. I come every year. It's very exciting for me. And she that should stop right there. We gotta tell everybody. Up. It's spelled P-A-C-Z-K-I. Yeah, Punchki. P-A-C-Z-K-I. <laughs> Are you saying Punchki or Pushki? It should be Pakski, but it's Punchki. Uh, it's yeah. Polish, though, man. You know the Polacks, how they do it. They're crazy. There's no U. There's no N. There's no S. And it's Poonski. Yeah, but you you will have a Polish, native Polish person look you dead in the face and say, it's not Poonski, it's Poonski. All right? It's <laughs> do you not hear the difference? It's Poonski, not Poonski. Come on, man. Are you stupid? Eat <laughs> in early on this Fat Tuesday to grab their delicious Polish donuts. Born and raised Filipino, love this Polish tradition. So here we are, so Chicago. Oh, so American, man. We can, can yeah. we all fall back on this stuff? Come on, folks. Let's all get on the same side together, man. It doesn't matter who you are. We could just love traditions because we share them here in America. Just get down on that punchki, you know? <laughs> All races, sizes, you know, everybody knows about it. That's what's really funny. I know, it doesn't matter who you are. You want to stuff your face with that punchki, man. <laughs> I had to go to a, a class, and it was like the, the one guy, he's like, his, he literally looks like a chubby little leprechaun. Like, couldn't be more <laughs> Irish. Brought punchkis for everybody, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's incredible. The communal <laughs> aspect, I'm not kidding, this whole clip is going to be filled with people being like, I'm here buying punchki for the office. You know, man, <laughs> I had a bunch of cousins calling me to grab some extra punchki. You know, it's like, so incredible, dude. It brings everyone together. We should have a punchki day nationally the day after the election. Just to put everything behind us uh, right after, 24 hours. Well, see, I was, I was arguing Poonchki Day should be national holiday and fuck Fat Tuesday. Put it on Monday after the Super Bowl. Then you get the day off. Yeah. Dude, man, you are a thinking man, my man. I you know like what I mean? the sound after, of Day that. after the Super Bowl, you wake up a little late, go get yourself a Poonchki, get over that hangover. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love saying the word poonchki. I can't get an, uh, like enough of it, man. It's crazy. Fat Tuesday. Why's it got to be on Tuesday? We're fat every day in Chicago, <laughs> you know? I like how because of you know how large you are in Chicago, 
You thought, nah, forget Fat Tuesday. We'll give that to New Orleans. We're doing Poonchki Day. Poonchki you know, day. we stuff our faces <laughs> with this donut with cream and sugar. Yeah. And we'll call it Poonchki, the fats and furred. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they know what we mean. Cinnamon, custard, and cream filled. The thing that separates, I think, our Poonchki from some of the other ones, definitely the amount of filling that we put in. We really load them up. <laughs> Rebecca Weber has been working at the bakery with And that's why they're packed. They got a line down the block around the corner. This is this is so good, dude. Father since she was a kid and says she's I lined amazed. up at 315 so I can get the one that's really stuffed, you know? I need that custard. It's the combo poonchki. They put a sausage in the middle, actually. They're very famous. <laughs> oh, Frank, you just invented a new one. <laughs> Next year. She was a kid and says she's amazed each year how the tradition continues to grow. It's been getting bigger though. So I feel like when I was working here in high school, which would be like 20 years ago, uh, it was big. Hey, a pause for this fine young lady sticking it out with the family business for 20 years. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Not enough of that, man. But it wasn't like this. I drove in from Naperville. Uh, I come out here and pick up about 10 dozen every year and hand them out to friends and family. This has been my baby. I can baby. hear how fat you are in your voice, <laughs> you know? Oh, the guy's like running out of breath. I'm going to be honest. Be, you know, every person in this clip is obese. <laughs> oh, you heard in that guy's voice. He's like hurrying up. He's like, I, I need to go before they run out of poochkies. <laughs> I can't talk to you losers. I got to get some poochkies. <laughs> I've been a kid, so I drove 45 minutes, <laughs> and I'm gonna. This is all gonna be for work and my mom. That's nice. You have to do it. I have to do it. Just, just have to. They've been mixing, filling, and frying all week long to prepare for the hundreds of orders. I had to pick up some extras. I got phone calls from people last night. Can you pick up what more for us? This is what going to school looks like. Kids carry backpacks. I carry poonskis. Ruby Montana <laughs> works at a nearby school and, like so many here, plans to bring the treat to work. So, you know, some sweet for the sweet, right? <laughs> Hopefully this keeps them out of the nurse's office. Today traditionally serves as a precursor to Lent, so people get to enjoy one last time before the strict season begins. Oh, they're all excited about this Fat Tuesday. Last day. Last day to indulge. <laughs> That's right. Now, Weber's Last Bakery will indulge. be open until 3 Yeah, then we, go, we all start Lent on Wednesday, and then it's Fat Thursday where we all forget it's Lent <laughs> and start eating again. Back to McDonald's. <laughs> These are the same people who waited in line for four hours to get the new McFluffy or whatever oh, you it was. Know it. You know? Same folks. You know. The people who have the time to like wait in line for a donut for hours, man. Yeah. Could you imagine telling your boss, like, sorry, man, I'm really tired. Can I go early? Woke up at 3.15 to go get some poonchkis. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you brought them into the office, I'm sure they would just give you a half day for the effort. Oh, wow. Well, then you just wait till he falls asleep after the sugar binge. That's right. You sneak out the back. <laughs> Beautiful. They asked that one lady about her journey there. Did you catch that? She said 45-minute drive to probably wait for a couple hours in line there to get these poonchkis. That's crazy. That's wild stuff. Well, I loved that. I think that's all I got there. That's pretty much it. So happy poonchki day. Happy Fed Tuesday. Ash I'm, Wednesday. I'm glad everybody in Chicago is nice and fed and full. It's good. Oh, yeah. We never go without a meal.
Ash Wednesday, I didn't look for the clip, but the last two years, I believe on Good Morning America, Mark Wahlberg has made an appearance to tell people to join the Catholic religion. The same guy yeah, who beat up that Asian guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you blinded the Asian man. Is that before or after you found Jesus there, Marky Mark? It must have been before, right? Because then he gets the, you know, yeah, ask for the forgiveness. He, he got it, and now he's out there preaching with the ash on the forehead. I know, he always looks like such a douche. <laughs> I don't know. I know you're not into the Mark Wahlberg, so we'll just fly over that as quickly as possible. <laughs> Uh, either way, a lot to talk about, Mike. I mean, what a week. Did did we, uh, was the Super Bowl this weekend? Did you watch that? Dude, what the f- Man, I was like, all right, what time did it start? 5 o'clock? 5.30? I was like, I think, what time, whatever time it said it started. I think they said it started at 5.30. It was about that time, yeah. So, so I like, you know, like, all right, turn it on, 5.30. By 6.45, it, the ball hasn't been touched yet, hasn't kicked off, That's and I'm, right. I'm asleep. I'm asleep. What the f- How many national anthems do we need? How many fucking Dude. commercials do we need? How many fucking people are we going to acknowledge are in the fucking stands? Oh, yeah. Well, you know Taylor I mean? Swift, come on, man. She gets at least 15 minutes of her own. Oh, but not just her, dude. They kept showing everybody. And at this point, uh, dude, the Super Bowl's not for me and you. No. You know what I mean? There's no way me and you can afford $20,000 tickets. I watched a man on the street bopping around outside the dome or the Super Bowl before it went down, and he was asking random people how much they bought their tickets for, and they the prices range from, you know, three grand to, like, $12,000 from just average folks on the street, man. Like, ah, uh, don't, I don't know, man. I wouldn't bother, honestly. I don't, I don't think the spectacle's worth it, but they got their show, man. I mean... Wow, four, five-hour game. It was like one of the longest in history. And the team that everybody knew would win won because of Taylor Swift. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it was good stuff, man. And there was the beautiful satanic ritual at halftime with Usher and Ludacris. We got the fro Ludacris. That was fun, man. Just that, I mean, I know we talked about it enough at nausea here about fucking it being rigged. You remember boxing? Boxing? For those that remember in the 90s, Mike Tyson comes onto the scene, right? That's right. And then people are paying, you know, 75, 75 bucks. I don't remember what it was. Probably 50 bucks to, to watch the pay-per-view. Oh, yes. You know? Yeah. And, like, people were paying insane amounts of money to go see him. And then he would come out in the ring and knock the guy out in 17 seconds. <laughs> oh, and yeah. everybody was fucking pissed. People right. were getting so mad. And then the boxing, what is it, the World Boxing Organization or whatever? Yeah, um, the federation the federation they come out and then they guaranteed what was it three rounds i don't remember is that what happened and then that's probably why we, we got the biting of the ear with evander holyfield <laughs> no and then we never had a first round knockout since oh it was right. like dude that was like and then everybody knew it was rigged and everything but it's the same thing with the nfl remember uh I forgot what team it was. It was like in the 2000s. There was like a string in the early 2000s where everybody knew who was going to win. It was just a matter of are they going to win by 30 points or 40 points. Well, I tell you, one of the two most rigged NFL games were probably the ones where New York starring the other Manning, Eli, 
beat Tom Brady on his nearly perfect and perfect Patriots teams. I bet all oh, the money in the yeah. world was on the Patriots, and so obviously you get the other guy who nobody expects to win and then pull it off twice. Man, I bet a lot of people lost a lot of money in those two Super Bowls. For sure. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people made a lot of money, though, you know? Well, a few key players made some extra dough, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, Drake. Saying, it's like they're almost guaranteeing the Super Bowl. I don't know. They're making sure it's a close game now. I bet 10 bucks on the Chiefs beating the Niners before the playoffs even started because of Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift only. I won $250 because of that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, Drake won $2.3 million off the same idea. Wow. Good for Drake. If you got the money and you're pretty convinced in your theory that this whole thing is rigged, why not go and dump a lot of cash on the team you know is going to win? It was too obvious. I can't believe people are even acting like they were shocked. I don't know. It's all entertainment, and you know me, Mike. Why did I watch the Super Bowl? Come on, man. I love the commercials. I'm all about the commercials, right? That's what I live for. And we got some doozies. And there was one that I think people kind of didn't really pay attention to. And this one really rocked my dome here. And I'll, I want to see if you uh, catch, uh, catch it. I'm not playing the commercial in full. I'm just playing a, a news clip, actually, from one of our news affiliates that is um, in cahoots with this brand name. You'll catch it. The big game featured this new ad celebrating scientific breakthroughs throughout history. And an ambitious new goal. Why did you decide to kick off this new initiative during the Super Bowl? Well, cancer is one of the most challenging diseases that we face today. It's not one organization and it's not one individual. It's everyone coming together because unfortunately, we're all impacted by cancer in some way, shape, or form. Our sponsor, Pfizer, teaming up with the American Cancer Society for the Change the Odds, Uniting to Improve Cancer Outcomes initiative. It's important to remember that cancer is 200 different diseases. One in two men and one in three women over their lifetime in the United States will get a cancer diagnosis. That means a little more than two million people in this year alone in the United States. What is the goal of this new initiative? We've made a lot of advances in how we provide cancer I gotta care. I got to tell you, man, I got to go back. I got to go into the pharmaceutical world. We created a virus. Oh, I knew you were going to love this. we sold you the vaccine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> we, man. We, we took your taxes to create a virus. Mm -hmm. And then we used your taxes to create a vaccine that we then sold back to you. And then that vaccine gives you cancer. So now we're going to use money to start another organization where you're going to pay us to help you fight your cancer. That we gave you. Diabolical geniuses, man. It's, it's incredible. You hit the hammer right there on the nail. It, it's, uh, that's it. They gave you cancer, and now they're going to team up with the Cancer Society to cure <laughs> your cancer. Oh, Pfizer, thank you so much for helping with me with this cancer that you gave me with the vaccine that I didn't need for the virus that you, you guys created. <laughs> Not yeah. Pfizer, but you know. Well, I mean, affiliates. come on. We know Pfizer's behind the shots that are giving people something we've never heard of before up until a couple of years ago, turbo cancer. 
Oh, no, Frank, I've been told that's normal. Oh, that's right. Sh- strokes and heart attacks in athletes, normal. Happens all the time. Happened they- before COVID. <laughs> they warned us about a new normal. We just didn't understand until now what that meant. And here's your new normal, folks, right? Did you see the viral thing about that, uh, That was it J.J. Watts? The John, he's the football player who had to immediately retire, I believe, because he had to use the defibrillator on his heart <laughs> after Frank a game. He had to jumpstart his heart back into rhythm. No big deal. <laughs> That's right. Happens all the time. New normal. New normal. But the best part was he like did an interview, I guess, about the Super Bowl. It it, it blew up because nobody could believe his hairstyle. Ooh, what was they he? They all started uh... talking about his hairstyle. Oh no, I can't wait for this one. It, it, it was like gelled with the tips bleach. Looked oh, like a '90s like boys. Yeah, band. all right, kind of cheap. Justin Timberlake. Yeah, it was goofy. But nobody the mentioned curls. the fact that this young, healthy man had to retire after his heart got fucked up from the vaccine. No, we can't. Nobody talk. cared about that. <laughs> We're talking about his frosted tips. Yeah, well, I can't wait to see what neat hairdo Demar Hamlin is rocking in his retirement next year. I know. I know. Right. Come on. Yeah, we're. I'm surprised we didn't get more of those heart attack situations. Maybe, maybe there's something going on behind the scenes we don't know about where they weeded out all the fellows who accidentally took the shots. Well, you still have till 2030. Oh, right. This whole thing is a slow roll, correct? It, it kind of. Yeah. It'll, it'll either get you fast or get you later. I think that's how uh, so it works. that I don't know. All I do know is for sure the CEO of Pfizer. Said, don't worry, all effects will be done by 2030. It's pretty creepy stuff. And he said that not to the public, I believe it was to the insurance companies. To the life insurance companies. Yeah, that's right, man. All right, well, uh, I think I got a little more. Do you want to hear some more on this cancer uh, clip? Yeah, sure. All right, we're done. That's (laughs) (laughs) it. The only reason I was going to play it is because they go on to tell you that Good Morning America or the Today Show, whichever one of these I took it from, is itself sponsored by Pfizer. They had to throw yeah, it in. It. There. Oh, yeah. They joined with their, their, their sponsor, Pfizer. They, they yeah. stress it hard at the end there. They go right in. But, uh, of course. It's Big Daddy. You know who I've been dying to talk to you about, man? I'm excited for this. Big Daddy of the left, John Stewart, hey, calling back. Oh yeah, we could finally talk about Joe Biden being old. It's crazy. I knew this was gonna happen, and I now can't wait for on next Monday because this is how they're gonna bring out the stuff we've been saying forever. Yeah, I, I'm starting to. F- yes, yeah. They needed. I think you're right. They couldn't keep pulling him out of. Stephen Colbert's desk because he was demanding more money, I assume, since his other show failed on Apple. So here we go. Every Monday, we started with old Joe. We're going to start getting Hunter's laptop, and we're going to get all the other crap with Ukraine eventually. And I I think the slow drip of the reality coming back into the minds of the zombies out there, it it will be the Jon Stewart Monday night on The Daily Show. Hopefully. I think Hopefully so. people can just, you know, I don't know. I look at those boomers who are just stuck in that MSNBC world, you know? Well, Jon Stewart's back as, a, as executive producer, from what I understand, and he does the Monday nights, and they're doing some sort of guest version for the remainder of the week. 
the guy taking the helm at the desk for the rest of the week is Jordan Kepler. Oh, so they did do it. Okay. Right. So I, I don't yeah. know. I think maybe John Stewart is there to make some changes. Uh, the ratings. Did you see that? Oh, my God. Tripled, I believe, right? It was uh, when Trevor Noah was out of there. It was something around the 300,000 mark. And John Stewart debuted to just under a million, I think. 930,000. The last time that was beat was in 2018. Which was, I think, his last show. What was John Stewart? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, so... You know, it's it's almost like nobody wanted to listen to this South African come here and shit on American politics. You know. Well, I found very fascinating uh, the reaction to this episode, and I believe John Stewart now exposed something that people were struggling to realize, which is the Democrats. And the leftists who took him took over the Democrats are not what the Democrats used to be, even just a few years ago, back in 2018, 2019. Uh, I, yeah. I think Jon Stewart kind of hit a raw nerve. Did you see the reaction to him hitting on the age of Joe Biden? Yeah, they all, it's so crazy. They all are like, dude, they, they're tying themselves in knots trying to say that, like, well, Joe Biden is just an old man. You can't criticize an old man. And then four seconds later, I can't believe Trump. What a dementia-ridden fool. Doesn't even know Nikki Haley from Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> is John Stewart the first guy on the left to actually be critical in a satirical manner of people on the left in like six, seven years? Yeah, I would say almost eight years since, since Trump won. So, like, yeah. I think this was really a weird experience for a lot of the boomers out there who loved Jon Stewart back in the Bush era, right? They, I think they expected him to come out and just destroy Trump and rip him to shreds for the entire 30 minutes. He did run the whole gambit of Trump, though, at how 91 felonies. Well, he has Insurrection. to. Insurrection. <laughs> he definitely you know, has to. The whole... All right, yeah. well, uh, I got a news clip about the Jon Stewart episode. Uh, that's how you know there's a lot of news out there they don't want us talking about, right? They're like, let's do a bunch of segments on Jon Stewart in his first episode <laughs> on a channel nobody watches anymore. Yeah. All right, this is good. Here we go. Jon Stewart. Jon Stewart is back in late night. One of the smartest comedy voices in America returned to his role on The Daily Show. He'll be there every Monday until the election, and as you'd expect, he did not hold back. Welcome to the Daily Show. I'm excited to be back. I'm very excited. For the first time in nearly a decade, Jon Stewart returned to the desk on Comedy Central's The Daily Show, diving right in and tackling fringe conspiracy theories. Kansas City Chiefs are world champions, which means the decades-long plot in which Travis and Taylor brainwash America into getting <laughs> into getting routine vaccinations is complete. Age. I think this whole nonsense with calling out the wild and wacky conspiracy theory behind Travis and Taylor is to hide the fact that there was actually a conspiracy to just bring in more viewers <laughs> and boost the money machine that, you know, the NFL is. I mean, the NFL was dying in a lot of ways, you know, no youth participation and football anymore. And nobody was really watching, uh, you know, although it's the only watched 
program on TV. Uh, you know, it's football sucks, man. It was a bad product. They had to bring the, in some people. Did you see the thing of uh, Travis and Taylor's exes? No. No, man. Oh, <laughs> it's God. It's really fucking crazy because <laughs> apparently up until this moment, Taylor Swift liked femboys, boys who you could barely tell were boys. Like the Timothy Chalamets out there. The Timothy Chalamets. And Travis Kelsey had a little bit of a jungle fever going on there. Oh, I was familiar with the Travis Kelsey jungle fever. I believe he, um, you know, does this thing that has been called out on for which he switches his speech patterns. Uh, sometimes he'll, yeah. he'll kind of edge a little more urban than normal. <laughs> if you catch oh. my drift. For sure, if you watch the clips. But, dude, you got to say, like, all of his ex-girlfriends, are, are they're black. Yes. And then, what, you just fell in love with this one white girl, and then this one white girl who never liked a football player like you before, now you're her, you're her type. I'm excited. To to be. I'm excited to see the Netflix special about this whole scandal, um, you know, 10 years from now. Yeah, it is going to be cool to hear about 10 years from now. Good call. When they finally admit, like, right? When their careers are long gone in the rear view mirror and nobody's really paid attention to them in a while, they'll want to get the public back on, in on them and they'll be like, hey, remember when you all loved me and Travis? Well, guess what? Here's the juicy deets. I can't wait for the Travis Kelsey version of the Cat uh, Williams interview. Oh my god! <laughs> spills the beans. Well, spilling the beans. Uh, I you sent me or did I send it to you with <laughs> with Suge Knight? The Suge Knight clip of he's Dude. calling out Dr. Dre's being a well-known, uh, privately well-known homosexual. <laughs> all of them, dude. No, no, he talks about all of them. And then what's-his-name came out, too. Uh, there was another one. It was like Exhibit or somebody came out. It was like... Mike Epps. Like, yeah. Mike Epps made a joke about Shannon Sharp, actually, if I know anything. No, no, but there was another guy who came out, and it was like he was a rapper who never really made it. And he was like, yeah, I know. That's why I didn't make I never suck a dick. I'm not like Jay-Z or somebody. He said, he said Jay-Z and somebody else. He was like naming Jay-Z... Ice Cube, all wow. those guys. I mean, you know, to get into the big game, it's got to be something probably that you don't want to do, right? And Luda, dude, he kind of made a joke about like, you know, what would you do for a hundred million dollars? That made it seem like, okay, are you are you are you admitting you suck dick for a hundred million dollars? <laughs> I think so, and that's fair. That he he's just saying that's what his price is. Yeah, I guess. $100 million? Yeah, $100 million is a lot of money. Yeah, especially when you come from having no money. So get that $100 million and you got to do one dirty deed maybe to, what, Harvey Weinstein? I don't know who he had to do it to, but it's probably no good. It's probably a horrible experience. Yeah, I don't think it's a one-time thing either. I think these guys are like, you know, that's it, man. Now you're a whore. Because it wasn't like he sucked one dick, you get $100 million. It's like, now we're going to get you into this franchise. But there's 10 movies. Do you want to get into every movie? <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> you got to do it 10 times. Every um, year, you got to suck that dick again. You know, refresh. Oh, my God. You got to refresh to be fresh, people. That's how we do it.
dude, uh, Suge Knight, mentioned Dr. Dre and uh, Russell Simmons, the other fella. And yeah. he kind of went down the line. And you're right, there's been a lot of stuff coming out lately, especially in the, the hip-hop world, which I find kind of weird. I didn't expect that. A lot of stories about Will Smith, which explain the kind of breakdowns later in life, you know? I've seen some things about Will Smith. <laughs> They're definitely out there. Will's got a weird life, man. And he's also got a weird wife, so I'm sure that plays <laughs> all together. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a lot of stuff on the Will Smith. And maybe that's just how it is. You know, think about when we were younger fellas in high school, the other younger fellas who were into theater. Oh, I know. Oh, that's why I believe it 100%. Uh, those are the guys who become actors. I think those are lifelong traits, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Just like Tupac, dude. Did I watch an interview of Tupac like before he became the gangster, I guess? Oh, wow. Dude, that kid, he was just a, just a theater kid. I believe he was a, a theater th- Finocchio, if you will. <laughs> they prefer to be called thespians. <laughs> no, I don't think he was part of the LGBTQ then. Oh, uh, yeah. No, no, you, you misheard me. Thespians. Thes- yeah. Thespians. Which, now that I think about it... Is that like a lesbian that goes by they, them? Uh, the or? thespians, I believe, were the fellas who played ladies in the Shakespearean theater. <laughs> Isn't that funny, though, how like nowadays that word could literally mean anything? That could be like a tranny lesbian. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm surprised they haven't co-opted it yet and changed, like, added an X to the end and maybe thrown a plus sign somewhere in there. Oh, a thexpian. Thexpian, yeah, that's it. <laughs> thexpian two spirit. Oh damn! Taking it. You always got to one up it with that two spirit, <laughs> yeah. man. I like tossing two spirit into a lot of things these days just to see how people react. It's the most absurd that, yeah. Especially if you correct them after they say LGBTQ. Yeah, I'll take a number two cheese, large fry, medium diet Coke, <laughs> uh, and uh, let's get a two spirit in there. <laughs> this one guy was go. He was so funny. He kept co- he was going on this rant about the LGBTQ, but he yeah. like was struggling to say. Uh, he like it kept like stuttering over LGBTQ, but every time <laughs> he would say it, and then go on to the next point, I would stop him with just I would say. AI to us. Oh, <laughs> burn. And he'd be like, what? I'd be like, you forgot the AI and the 2S. Nope, keep going. Wait, there's an AI in there? That's the plus AI, the LG. LGBTQIA+. Where do we put the avocado into this BLT sandwich here? That's um, the that's all. <laughs> Come on, Frank, avocado. Remember Sesame Street? No, remember, because you got to include the intersectional and the asexual. Oh, wow. Intersectional? Is this where you have sex yes. with yourself, or what's happening here? Oh, God, Frank, you are such a big... I know, I still can't figure out turf, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, what, what do the, the intersectionals do? What is going on with these people? <laughs> oh, I guess that's what we used to call a hermaphrodite. Okay, Harp, nice. So intersex is a person born with uh, both biological traits. Okay, oh, okay. yeah. No, no. But then there's the people that are just, like, pretending. Right, yeah. I mean, there's people out there who pretend they're cats now and have these wild 
pronouns or whatever that are just nouns at this point. Yeah, that's not it. You know. All right. Yeah. What? What does the? Uh, where do the? Where do the animal people fit into this? They're the plus. They haven't. <laughs> it's funny. They've yet to welcome in the bestiality people. Bestialityists. Beast. <laughs> the folks who like banging the animals. Beasties. The beasties. <laughs> the beastie Not boys. Be confused with the beastie boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's the beastie boys, gals, and lady fellas. Yeah, that's a weird world. Right, yeah. They need to incorporate the beastie folk, and we're very close to the getting in the pedos. Um, there was some video out there that was all over the X, and I'm just leaving it there. Uh, it, it was flowing all around, and I had to just put the X away. It was really gross, man. It, some march in Spain, I think, and they had kids dressed up in drag. It was really bizarre and disgusting, and what? yeah, and they were like parading these. I'm sure, it wasn't just like some Spanish traditional outfit or something. No, no, it was very definitely like a drag thing going on. That's crazy. It was weird, man. They had the kids doing it, and I feel like we were warning about this slippery slope not very long ago, right? We had the men in their forties dancing naked in front of the kids with the drag stuff. And people kept saying, hey, you know, you're going to eventually just have the kids doing it. And here we are. <laughs> so it's getting kind of. Spain, though? I thought Spain was more, like, traditional, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I'll be honest. I'm uh, not in with the Spaniards. <laughs> no? Are they, are they traditionalists? Are they more conservative? I guess you don't really hear about the nonsense in Spain. You hear a lot about the liberal garbage going on in France and you know, Germany. Yeah, I, I think the Spaniards export their fags to French. That's, That's kind right, of yeah. So concentrated there, you know? They put them on a boat with the other migrants, and they uh, yeah, send them up north. they sink. That's <laughs> why you, you shouldn't eat any f- seafood from the Mediterranean. It's just the entire body of water is filled with migrant bodies at this point. Yeah, and if it didn't come from the Mediterranean, it's coming from the ocean that's full of Fukushima water. So oh, yeah. either way, don't eat the fish. Yeah, I like you know? the nuclear uh, fish. I, it's good. Tastes good. I go for the sushi. Absolutely. I heard it whitens your teeth, so that's good. Yes, teeth have not been whiter. It's fantastic. I, I love <laughs> the, the new smile I've been getting. Uh, also, teeth falling out. So, uh, you know, radiation, oh. you know, it's got a kind of... Double-edged sword. Well, your teeth can't be yellow if they're not there, Frank. So I, call that, I call that a win-win. You know? Dude, uh, but speaking of uh, fruit cakes and French guys. Yes. Uh, I got a clip, man. That's right. I forgot you had a clip. You were going to s- surprise it's, us. I'm excited it's for a, this one. It's a quickie. And uh, you got to listen closely because it's, it's, it's a lot of things we talk about here. As far as gun control and uh, closing the border. But this has got a little bit of a weird tone to it. Ready for this one? Oh, I'm very excited. We're going to go after real gun criminals while repealing Justin Trudeau's attack on our lawful hunters and sport shooters. Common sense. Make no mistake, if Trudeau's reelected, he will ban your hunting rifle. He has said so. He tried to do it. The only reason he backed off is because of pressure we put on. If he gets a chance, you will lose your hunting rifle. 
and that is not going to do anything to fight crime. It's the illegal guns that come in from the states. We'll seal the borders, shut down the illegal smuggling, and we'll allow our hunters and sports shooters to enjoy their property in peace and with respect. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Isn't that crazy? That, yes. That's that Polave guy. Oh, I know. I recognize his voice. I, I like anything with the Polave. One of the things he's running on that Canadians love is the idea that he's going to close the border. To us. <laughs> yeah. Smart move, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> We're the assholes crossing the border on the south. But not only that, dude, Trudeau is putting this legislation through in Canada to get to take away rifles from the people. Right, because... What they... do we talk about? <laughs> Slippery slope, man. It started with your so-called assault rifles. Then it was handguns. Then it was anything with more than five rounds. Then it was, oh, does this thing have a magazine? Well, that's not... You don't need that. So now you have to do a single-shot rifle. Absolutely. And now they're going to take that away. Well, we've very quickly forgotten about the trucker convoy in Canada. And yeah. Trudeau did some really sneaky stuff with those guys, like, you know, uh, cutting off access to their bank accounts. And, that was the, yeah. Uh, people were unanimous in their revolt against the government, and the government wanted to push a lot harder, but they couldn't. And we, I saw incredible footage that I'll never forget, like the horse stomping on the old woman's face. If anyone <laughs> recalls that. When I the, remember that one. Oh, I do. They were... Just it was everybody. They were out there protesting the government lockdowns, the overreach of everything in Canada from Trudeau's perspective. I mean, they their lockdowns were far worse than anything we experienced. There were so many video clips coming out of people being dragged out of their homes and arrested for breaking certain curfew or lockdown laws. Remember the the pastor and the churches that were being raided by cops. I mean. The government would have gone further if they knew the populace wasn't armed. Oh, they weren't armed. That's why they were able to do it. <laughs> what are you going to do with these hunting rifles, man? They literally cannot have anything. I think that even having those, there's a potential for some pushback. All right? And I, I think no, that... No, no. The only reason Canada didn't go farther is because it became too obvious that COVID was nothing. And once the rest of the world started, Canada couldn't go farther because Britain started opening up. I feel like Canada was just very close to being Australia where they've taken all guns away. Nobody has guns in Australia. They locked them down very easily. They locked down Canada very easily, too. Yeah, but Can Canadians are also very nice. <laughs> too nice. Eh? They're too forgiving, man. <laughs> 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 Do we close the border? So sorry. I know. I think though Canada had a has a huge issue with the migrants like we do. They're somehow getting up to the Canadian border. Mm. And they're sneaking in so, like See, that's what we should start doing in these sanctuary cities. Send them like, to Canada. Abig sends them here and then we just send them to Canada. I think we should just send them right back down the Mississippi. <laughs> Just let nature take its course, man. They'll end up in the Gulf of Mexico and back on the other side. 
Say hi to Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn. <laughs> man, I love that book, man. Great yeah, book. are you enjoying the Mark Twain and the you know old timey dialogue? <laughs> the Adventures of Tom Sawyer. It's on my toilet, man. Every time I take a shit, I read a little bit. Absolutely, it's very entertaining, it's, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it a little bit. For those that haven't read it in a long time, go f- go read it and find out how stupid you are. Yes. It- it's like hard to read again, man. I gotta, I gotta start reading for real because it's, you know, <laughs> kind of pro- tricky. It's, it's a muscle that if you don't use, you lose. You know. Well, it's not only that you realize the adventures of Tom Sawyer when we grew up thirty years ago was common reading for children. Yeah, you read it now as an adult. I brought this up uh, many episodes ago. I don't think most modern adults could read that book without looking up a word. No, no, I'm sure. I mean, we have shrunken our language so drastically, and we have stupefied our brains so, so much that Mark Twain is impossible to read. It's like reading Shakespeare almost. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I would lo- I would love to just, like, I wonder what, it, you know, if you just take, like, a, if you just went downtown and you grabbed 100 people randomly and made them read out loud, like, how many of them can barely read? Probably most, man. I mean, I, I do a lot of emailing with people. Most folk out there can barely write an email. Dude, I, I'm on the south side, and there's this place that uh, they keep putting the... They, they haven't changed the sign in, like, three months. So it still says, Chicken Sam... Sam Witch. Yeah. Witch, like a witch on a broomstick. Oh, Like, yes. there's a Sam... Like, there's a witch named Sam. Sam Witch. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. So, You're saying so uh, like, they're not being clever, by the way? They're just... They just misspelled Sam Witch? just sandwich. dumb, dude. It says, Chicken Sam Witch... And then it's like five ninety nine. You're describing the montage and idiocracy uh, of Fuddruckers. Yes. And it just, ev- oh. I think it eventually becomes Buttfuckers, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> We're there. We're almost there. We're halfway to that point. We're at Sam Witch. Sam we're, we're 10 years from Sam's and, dick. And I thought the same thing. Dude Sean pointed out for Halloween, and I thought, I. Thought the same thing, but it didn't go up. In a, it, it went up in like December. <laughs> That's right. Right, and they haven't changed it down. There's no other Halloween decorations. And wouldn't you still be Sandwich? Oh, they could. Not Sam. Witch. Maybe this is like a person this, named this, Sam. This person literally thinks that it's it's Sam Witch. You don't think they're named Sam? And he's a witch. There's a lot of witch craftery out there. Taylor Swift is a witch. Is her name Sam? (laughs) Oh, my God. This is how she became a billionaire. This conspiracy runs deeper than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) That chicken place was trying to warn me. Yeah. Watch out for the Sam witch. The Sam witch, man. (laughs) I am pretty sure Taylor's a witch and or the clone of that Xena LaVey uh, chick who is the daughter of the Satanist. Guaranteeing. Who? We, we talked about this a while uh, back. Yeah, that, that's my least favorite. 
No, I'm gonna give that a no. That's a no. You don't like the clone thing? I found a I'm video on you clones. Flat Moon. I'm giving you Jim Carrey. Wow, yeah, that's right. This one you gotta drop. All right, well, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep it in the back burner there. We'll keep it simmering. <laughs> simmer. I like it when they simmer. Like you said before, wait till next year when I'm like, dude, have you heard about this chick, Taylor I, I, Swift? <laughs> I'm waiting for it. I think it's gonna. It's a month away. I'm like, man, I think Taylor Swift is a witch. <laughs> the better than shitting on your theories. Then coming back four months, like, Frank, have you heard of this theory? <laughs> this, I saw a video that I did not have the chance to deep dive, but I, I may uh, toss it out on the Sunday show if it's good, but it's about how we've had the cloning technology available since, like, the 1940s. Oh, wow. And we've understood the biological, you know, elements to it and how to do it since then. And, if you know, again, man... I really can't shake the whole, oh, we cloned this sheep, Dolly, and now we will never use this incredible never, technology never again. again. <laughs> no, we signed this piece of paper, said we wouldn't do it with humans. We'll never. Dude, I know I'm not the only one. Don't you remember they were working on, like, uh, regeneration? And there was, like, that, there was that guy who, like, lost his fingertips and they regrew some of his fingertips back. You know, it's crazy, like but tw- yeah, I do remember something like on 60 Minutes or something about that. It was like 20 years ago, dude, and they were, we, everybody was freaking out because he grew like, it was like one and a half centimeters. I'm not talking about like a whole finger. The guy like, <laughs> remember that? Kind of, yeah. It does strike a chord, no doubt. And it's um, like now we never, we don't have anything like that? Nothing? All the cool stuff that we seemed on the cusp of doing, or at least had proof that was ca- you know we were capable of doing, we just stopped talking about. Which makes me think we we did it, and we don't want the general population to have access to this you know kick-ass technology and what have you. Or it cost sixty billion dollars to figure it out, and instead of figuring that out, we just sent it to Ukraine. Yes, that's right. We got to fund. <laughs> The, the mafia in Ukraine, right? We got to <laughs> keep the Chinese quiet about the Hunter li- uh, Biden laptops. And, you know, we got a lot of bills to pay out there. A I, lot we of bills. sent money to Ukraine, Gaza, uh, Israel, and Taiwan, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, we're funding both sides of every war. How can you blame him, dude? Joe Biden, after he retires, he's got to buy a house bigger than Barack Obama. I know. Otherwise, he looks like a chum. Exactly, you man. Know? I saw a clip of Kanye West. He was doing some shopping, um, some fancy store, and a person had their cell phone out, and they asked him if he had any comments on the suffering of the children of the Gaza Strip. And he commented, or he responded by saying, uh, 14 young men die every week in my hometown of Chicago. Why don't we talk about that? Oh, God bless you. (laughs) Yeah. God bless you. Uh, now you know why the media wants to destroy Kanye. The man just speaks truth. That's all he's I mean, doing. $60 billion to Ukraine. I, I think you could hire quite a bit of police yes. in Chicago for $60 billion. You could probably hire enough police to reduce a crime, enough to get businesses to start moving back. Yeah, just you know? clean up our streets and our major cities, man. Can we just take half of whatever the crap we gave to these oligarchs and thieves and just fix our streets and clean up the trash and the homeless and you know get the criminals fine. out of here fine how about we still send it but instead of 10 percent going to the big guy 10 percent goes to my streets wow yeah that'll be you the know? day man 
Ah, it's crazy, but, you know, that's how crazy this world has gotten, right? The only person making any kind of sense is Kanye. I know. (laughs) We're in a bad place, folks. (laughs) Your best medical advice comes from Alex Jones. And, uh... For, for, for geopolitics, you gotta go, wanna go to Kanye. <laughs>